Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos. And I'm Anandanambi Karaja. And we're back for another week. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good, Stephen. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. I feel like I cut off your name a bit there. Sorry, oh, I got too excited. Right. No, no, Do you you're, want to say it again? May, maybe you were <laughs> just like, uh, what's that? When you have lots of carbs that convert to sugar, and so you have like the sugar rush in your body, and you're just eager and ready to go. And so maybe maybe that was the cause. Um, Stephen, what do you think? It, it's it's possible. Mm. It's possible that I have high blood sugar due mm-hmm. to high carbohydrate intake. Yeah. I did um did eat a little biscuit. Oh, okay. Before we started. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've also had a, a coffee. And a protein shake. Okay. Um, so I'm fueled. I mean, which of those foods do you think might be affecting me? Kind of the best or worst there. <laughs> well, I think I think the question <laughs> is um, the link between uh, carbs and mortality, which is what we're talking about today, Stephen. Um, hopefully, mm. this whole conversation makes sense to the listeners. You're like, why are they talking about carbs and sugar? Yes, it's all about today's paper. And <laughs> um, hopefully, by now, people are so embedded within the podcast that they understand that the first two minutes is really you and I just like grasping at straws here trying to find some link to dive into the paper you know I I think I think the regular listeners of the show have a have a true understanding that uh, this is the way it goes Do do you have to feel the same way on your end yeah. You know what? Last week, I feel like we did it well. Mm. This week, you know, it wasn't our best. All right, Stephen. All um. right. Well, I feel like let, if we're all being honest, I feel like I'm carrying the Segway ship over here. And I got a guy. I segwayed last week, man. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a competition I mean, now, all right? Um, also, Email us. Midnight Conversations Podcast at gmail.com. Who segues better? Uh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so we'll, feel free to hit us up on that. Uh, I am also uh, speaking of... Uh, carbohydrate intake. I'm drinking a Lipton iced tea, um, which mm. uh, has zero carbs. It says uh, per uh, serving, which is interesting, or less than less than zero point one carbs or zero point four carbs. Oh. So yeah, and uh, back the, to the unofficial sponsor of the show uh, with my drinks. So. Yeah, welcome back, yeah. Lipton. And so by zero carbs, we can assume that it is an incredibly healthy beverage to be consuming. Well, is that right? this is the question that we're answering today. Not so much about. The health of items, but whether low carb, high carb diets, what what the association is between these sort of diets and well, moderate carbohydrate intake and uh, the your risk of dying, mortality risk is what we're talking about today. Before we get stuck into this, uh, Stephen, have you ever like undergone a low cal carbohydrate diet or a high carbohydrate diet before? Um. Never very strictly, mm-hmm. but I, you know, there there are times where I feel like I'm consuming too many carbohydrates, okay. and, I, and I start try and cut down on that and okay. increase protein intake. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, there was a time when I was kind of researching the keto diet, and I was interested in that, but I didn't have the uh, discipline mm-hmm. to to hold to that. But that, yeah, I definitely reduced carbs when yeah. I yeah learned about that. How about you? Uh, it's it's I've never really dabbled in it. Um, but before we you know discuss it, I think it's important to sort of give a background as to what carbohydrates are and why we're mm. like what sources they come from. Uh, I guess generally a a diet can be broken down in any diet can be broken down into three macronutrients. Stephen, do you want to rally them off? They are what are they? You got. Uh... Oligosaccharides, oh. polysaccharides. <laughs> <You get> a- <laughs> oh, the, the, sorry, the macro, macro- macronutrients. Yeah, yeah. So- um, proteins, are carbohydrates, and uh, I don't know, vitamins and uh, close fats. Sorry, 
I thought I set you up for victory Fats there, and, and lipids, uh, but yeah. clearly I, I set you up for failure. That's my bad to put you on the spot like that. You just <laughs> so, proved that I don't listen while you're talking. No, <laughs> so carbohydrates, uh, fats, and proteins are the three macronutrients that make up most diets. And you'll you'll notice that uh, any sort of dietary program has some sort of variation on the sort of ratios that you have of these three. So whether you have low carbs and then you make that up with higher protein or higher fats or vice versa, that's generally how um, uh, diets are made up. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this question's a bit easier. Is um, what what sort of uh, what sort of food products do you think have carbs? Like what where where do carbs come from? What sort of common food products um many varied foods so i mean the obvious ones are like your breads um but then it's like they're in fruit they're in vegetables um they're different there so they're like complex carbohydrates and then there are simple ones so like white breads and sugars and stuff are the simple carbohydrates and then your complex ones are found in like you know broccoli and apples yeah and, excellent um, yeah, whole yeah. grains and stuff right and so uh, i thought before we get stuck into today's uh, sort of podcast. I was. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting because people may not realize that carbs are sort of found in a lot of food items. You know, it's it's found really everywhere, as as you just sort of mentioned. So what I thought is we could play a, a quick game of um, <laughs> how many carbs are in this item of of food. So uh, listeners okay. at home, feel free to play along, and also you can uh, easily Google this stuff. So if you just uh, check on Google, it'll give you quite detailed. Uh, information on the food item and then the quantity it can be per 100 grams or per you know a small apple large apple vice versa so there's heaps of different options so we'll start off with one of the most common carb sources uh, bread say one slice of thin uh, crust not eaten bread that's how specific it gets on google uh, how many carbs do you think is there how many grams of carbs Stephen? how many grams yeah. probably uh, six or seven. Oh, very good very good 4.4 grams of carbs is in, okay. is in bread cool, okay. yeah yeah so and uh, mm. that's that what about uh, one large banana. Oh, uh, similar, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. One large banana has 31 grams of carbs. 31 grams? 31 grams of carbs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, how about 100 grams of chicken? Um, Like five. Uh, I feel like you, I feel like your answers are just raging from four to six. It was like yeah. it, it worked for you for the first answer, so you're like, I'm gonna keep to this. It must be somewhere around here. Um, it is it's zero grams, uh, zero grams, zero, zero okay. grams of carbs okay. in in 100 grams of chicken. And the last, second last one is a uh, carrot, one large carrot. How many grams? Um. I've thrown him. I've thrown him. He's like, do I go between the four and six limit? What do I do? I really want to go between the four and six limit. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the higher end of that. No, if a banana was thirty, let's say let's say fourteen. <laughs> I've 14 rattled grams. him. I've rattled him. Excellent. It's it is seven grams. You would have been safe if you oh, stuck your guns. <laughs> okay. And the last thing is what you were drinking. I don't know if you checked. Uh, so before the show. Uh, Stephen was drinking something out of a glass, and I asked him what it was. He said it was some protein shake. Um, so I googled the specific protein shake that he had. Uh, how many grams per serving in in forty per grams serving, of okay. your of your protein shake? Um, well, considering the chicken had none, and yeah. this is like a protein shake. I'm yeah. gonna assume this is close to zero, so like one or two. Uh, it's fifteen. Say grams, two. Fifteen grams. So, fifteen grams so, of carbohydrates. Yeah. So I think I think what this sort of little exercise shows us is two things. Hopefully, one is that uh, carbs are in a lot of 
food items that are maybe surprising, particularly in the banana. And two, maybe our sort of inherent assumptions of how much carbs are in certain food items aren't necessarily you know, accurate. Because I, I would have been just as lost as you, Stephen. Uh, that's why it's always better to be the game master than the game player. <laughs> so, and so, um, so that, that's what this paper is looking at today is we're, we're talking about, well, you know, what is the effect of low carbohydrate diet and high carb- carbohydrate diet and moderate carbohydrate diet on mortality risk? And so, um, and what the long-term effect of carbohydrate restriction on mortality is, because this is quite controversial. You know, a, a lot of people engage in carbohydrate restricted diets because you know either they want to lose weight rapidly or they feel like it may be healthier they um have learned that you know maybe carbohydrates break down into sugars and they want to reduce their overall sugars in their body and so maybe that's a that's a reason so there's all these different factors which feed into why people choose to engage in this but i guess what i wanted to touch on is well how good is this for your overall health um and you know the car Dietary carbohydrate can often be replaced when they're doing these diets can, by plant-based or animal-based fat and protein. So um, this study was uh, investigating uh, that question. So carbohydrate diet on mortality risk. Uh, one thing to note is they excluded people who had extreme caloric intake, which they classified as less than 600 calories or greater than 4,200 calories per day for men, and then less than 500 calories or greater than 3,600 calories per day for women. Um and so uh, they just wanted to look at what the relationship was. And what they found was that when they looked at the relationship between carbohydrate intake and risk of death, they found a U-shaped uh, association. So it listeners at home, just think of a U, right? On the x-axis, so the bottom, we see carbohydrate intake. And on the y-axis, so the line going vertically, we see uh, mortality risk. And we see a U-shape occurring. So those at the having low amounts of carbohydrates had actually really high risk of mortality. And then also those who had high amounts of carbohydrates actually had really high risk of mortality. And it was only in the bottom of the U, right? The uh, moderate level of uh, carbohydrate intake, they actually had a uh, lower risk of mortality. So, um, I mean, that was that was the main uh, finding taken from, from this study. And it was a massive study that they did in The Lancet. But w- what were your thoughts on mm. this, Stephen? Do you have any thoughts or ideas about this? Well, we've done we've done a fair few podcasts on nutrition mm-hmm. and, and food, and um, there's a there's a wise man who's a, a co-host of a, a podcast um, who often comes back to this kind of principle of uh, everything in moderation and uh, variety is key. Mm. And so, I guess uh, this uh, U-shaped graph here kind of supports that stance. Um, the, the moderate approach to to carbs is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think to some to some extent, I, I appreciate the low humble brag there. <laughs> but it was uh, to some extent. I think you're right. I think it it does show that you know there's there's this uh, maybe detrimental effect of restricting carbs to uh, an extreme amount for long periods of time, um, but. I think, you know, they found that minimal risk was observed when we talked about the macronutrients being fat, protein, and uh, carbohydrates. When the carbohydrates were around 50 to 55%, that was like moderate, and that was a minimal risk for death. But I think an interesting question is, why is this the case? And Stephen, do you have any like hypotheses as to why maybe low-carb diets or high-carb diets are so unhealthy mm. for, um, for people? Yeah, I mean, so it, it, I'd say it's more obvious for the high carb diets. Um, you're eating probably a lot of, you know, worse foods for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd assume 
in a high carb diet, you're consuming kind of like soft drinks and other like high, high sugar things. Um, and so, you know, that can lead to a whole, a whole range of other issues. Um, you know, high, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, obesity, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, for the low consumption of carbohydrates, my guess is that it's because they're not getting enough minerals. Like they're not eating enough kind of like fruit and veggies, that sort of thing. It's just a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sp- is that, is, am I on the right track? You are exactly on the right track. Exactly. Okay. So um, the authors of this study suggested that, you know, for the low carbohydrate diets, as Stephen said, it, it's low intake of vegetables, fruits and grains um, and increased intakes of protein from animal sources. I think we did a podcast about animal versus plant protein, right? And mm, we, we found yeah. that um, animal protein was uh, not so beneficial for overall health outcomes. Um, but uh, what was also interesting was when they look at uh, on the other end of the spectrum, high carb diets, uh, which are they say are common in Asian and less economically uh, advantaged nations. They tend to be high in refined carbohydrates such as white rice. Um, these types of diets may reflect uh, reflect poor food quality and confer mm-hmm. uh, you know chronic uh, high glycemic load. So that and that can lead to negative outcomes. So I think it's in part the the quality of the nutrients that are intaken as well so um and and yeah. i guess often they're saying that well if you're having low carbs that is also associated with having more animal sources of food or not enough vegetables or fruit in your in your diet so yeah yeah, yeah. De- definitely does, does no bananas this... so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no that, yeah. you're right um i mean does this does this surprise you you've obviously looked at a lot of papers that are, that are along these <laughs> kind of lines here you're just choking on your, your <laughs> well, beverage let's, there let's proving that it is not a healthy drink <laughs> yeah no yeah. carbs does not um, uh, our artificial sponsor I mean... of the show hopefully they're not offended <laughs> by me uh choking on that <laughs> and sip of lip iced tea um great drink everyone should go out there and get yourself a low carb lip iced tea um sorry your question seemed i was just having a bit like you said um, um is, is it is there, is there anything yeah yeah is there anything surprising <laughs> about this i mean you've obviously looked at a lot of papers that are mm. kind of similar to this is there anything that stands out as, as being well, unusual well i think i think what's uh, most interesting to me about this is the question of um why is this the case so i think mm. you know the the assumptions that uh, they the authors put forward are really really interesting but i guess um the, i i wouldn't have assumed that a low carbohydrate diet would have been associated with a uh, higher risk of mortality uh, mostly because in animal studies they've done these uh, studies where they get um, rodents or mice or, or rats and they do calorie restriction on them and they find actually that i think reducing the calories by 10% uh, prolonged their life by X amount. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was ten or thirty percent. Mm. Um, which and so that when you translate that to human years, that's actually quite a significant amount. And so there has been research out there done which showed that when you reduce, you know, caloric intake, that has beneficial effects. So I assumed that those who engage in low carb diets may also be reducing their caloric intake. But, you know, this may not be the case. And obviously, you know, these authors uh, didn't include people who had extreme uh, low caloric intake as well. But uh, so they may have had a normal calorie diet just reduced in carbs. So it it was surprising to me, that low section. Have have they ever actually (laughs) tested that on on humans? Like a lower caloric intake is... is Well, I I think uh, the only issue is with humans is uh, to look at, 
the risk of death, it's, it's such a longitudinal study and they have to have low calorie diets for long periods of time. But with yeah. rats or mice, it's, you know, five, three to nine years or six years. Sorry. So it's, it's mm-hmm. much quicker than a life cycle, which is why it's easier to see, see the outcome. Yeah. So okay. um, they, I think they have shown beneficial effects, but, um, you know, maybe a paper for another time uh, to mm-hmm. find a meta-analysis on that for a future study. So, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, the, the, I guess the other thing this paper got me thinking about is like, what, what is really the worst food that i can reach for in my cupboard what, what should i be avoiding more I, than anything i think uh well what this study sort of indicates is anything that has poor nutrient density so um high in sugars uh things that i guess aren't really whole foods are good like basic uh indicator right so if it's something with heaps and heaps of ingredients in it and um, more of them synthetic than not you're more likely to have um, poor health outcomes from eating it more often, right? Um, but these are the tastiest items that, that we have, right? And, mm-hmm. and this is what a lot of fast food chains use. Um, high, in, high in sugar um, items are, are well known to uh, call, have poor health outcomes as well. So I think you just want to be, you know, if you want to snack, snack on fruits and vegetables if you can. Um, and then the next step out of that is having like um, nuts or, you know, all sorts of like whole food items, I think is, is the key takeaway. Mm. Um, and saying okay. that I, you know, I would definitely say that I fit within the high carb, uh, intake, uh, you know, a, a lot of my meals mm. are higher in carbs, but I guess this is the question when we talk about these studies that focus on the population level and do they necessarily, um, apply to the individual, right? Like for people who I guess are under 30 years of age and, you know, have a different metabolism versus people who are yes. older. So, yeah. so these, these are the interesting things to take into account, but it's, it's, it's a good mm. question. Yeah. So, okay. Mm. Um, Okay, so I mean, at the risk of getting a bit too technical here, I, I I'm just curious about like the difference between the the simple and the complex carbohydrates. So mm-hmm. we sort of touched on how the like there are carbs in soft drinks and stuff. Sugar is a carbohydrate, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess there's like what is it the fructose in the in the fruit and vegetables that's also the carbohydrate. What's the difference, and then why do they affect our body differently? Uh, yeah. Or, so. Uh, yeah. W- 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 when we talk about um, carbohydrates, I think an important thing to note is that this is our body's energy source. And so when you take in any type of carbohydrate, your body is breaking it down. And as a result, it converts that carbs to sugars. So um, fructose is a sugar that is found in uh, fruits. Um, and, uh, you know, th- this is what the body is doing, and that provides us with energy. So carbs are important. Carbs are required for energy. Um, and so when we talk about there's different types of carbs. There are certain carbs that are, um, you know, high in, um, low in GI or high GI. Um, and then this is what relates to um, the how long it takes for the body to break down the carbohydrates. So it doesn't take a long time. So things like oats or brown rice or wholemeal pasta, these t- things take a long time to break down. So the theory is that, or well, the idea is that it, it gives you um, more energy for longer periods of time. However, if you're having like a McDonald's burger, the carbohydrates in that um, ha- are quite high in GI and they have, you know, lots of sugars in there. And so they break down really rapidly. So you get a quick his- hit of energy. You feel, re- you know, really energized, really good for, you know, 30 minutes. And then you get this massive slump because all of this is converted into sugar and then your body needs more really quickly. So, I mean, that's a that's a really broad overview of, of how it all works in the body. But um, what what the long-term effects are is what they believe in in this study or is that different amounts of 
the bioactive dietary components in low carbohydrate diets um, may trigger some sort of like inflammation. So it triggers these inflammatory pathways, um, which can speed up biological aging and oxidative stress. So that may be another reason why these low carb diets um, are not beneficial for our health. But they're they're just speculating because you know it's it's a big question as to why this is the case. So yeah, yeah. interesting. So can we just go back quickly to to why why we have these like slumps after we have yeah sugar yeah yeah definitely um i i think it's just because the body's processed it so quickly so mm. if your body is processing it very quickly it's just waiting for the next hit and so and then you also have this overload of sugar in the body and so you you just experience this you know lots of sugar in in the bloodstream and, and it makes you feel tired and lethargic um other than mm. and and you know your body says oh i'm tired i'm lethargic what do i how do i keep my energy going oh i need more carbs right and so if you keep eating these you know like unhealthy sort of forms of carbohydrates it's just a cycle that uh, perpetuates mm. however if you eat these healthier form of carbohydrate sources then you're more likely to you know feel this uh, lower slower breakdown of of the food source and then you're less likely to just keep reaching for the cupboard for for more and more yeah, so that's, yeah that's that's so interesting mm. i've definitely experienced that oh, yeah. um but yeah also also that i get uh, the point about the inflammation mm-hmm. um is something that i've I'm, I'm aware of like i've i became like really really interested borderline obsessed with like inflammation okay. that long ago when i when i dislocated my shoulder oh, i saw right. like the the barrier to my recovery was inflammation so i pretty much cut out all foods that were were the leading causes of inflammation in the body and they were like sugars and, and like carbohydrates mm. and, um and then i was meant to replace them just with I don't know, red red wine and Ooh, yeah, <laughs> um, there you go. Right, dark chocolate and, and right, 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 right. These yeah. uh, high in antioxidant foods. It's interesting. Mm. I mean, this is a, this is definitely an f- area of research that's growing more and more, and it's very very difficult to study nutrition for a number of reasons. One of which is. Um, people's diets change rapidly so studying it in humans can be difficult and and you know having people adhere to a diet for a long enough period of time and then studying an outcome can be also difficult so it's a difficult area of research but i think there's more and more um studies looking at the association between the gut and the brain and it's called the gut brain axis which is just a fancy way of saying the association between gut health and the brain and yeah there's more research being done looking at whether we can moderate, you know, levels of inflammation in the body through our our diet um, and, you know, even physical activity. I mean, there's, uh, I think anecdotally, uh, you know, someone needs to fact check me on this, but I think they showed that um, marathon runners or these extreme athletes um, were less likely to uh, live longer than just the average person. And the theory was that exercise is beneficial up to a point but then when there's this excessive exercise level it can trigger more inflammation in the body which can lead to unhealthy biological aging and that may have you know been a factor there's you know that's just a theory and there's many many reasons to it but yeah inflammation is a is a key issue which is present in a, in a number of diseases and it's a it's a yeah something that needs more research definitely yeah, yeah. okay so maybe another reason to avoid um the sugars yeah, yeah, possibly, definitely. definitely. Oh, I mean, I, I think thinking of uh, th- thinking of your diet is really, really important. And I think I, the main takeaway I want from people who are listening to this study is that you know, I guess 
be skeptical of fads. You know, not all fads are the way they are, they seem. And so I think I think I was taken by this paper initially just because I was curious about the effect of low carbohydrate diets. And I, I think clearly enough, this study shows quite um, concretely that well it's not beneficial for long-term health outcomes. And it may be due to the fact that the way in people eating, you know, these low carb meals aren't having vegetables and fruits, but it may be other factors as well. So as, as we say, mm. Stephen, you know, as that wise mm. podcaster says, you know, moderation is key. Is key. <laughs> but um, any takeaways well, on your end, your, your thoughts and feelings on the paper? Yeah, well, I, w- I will note, I mean, it does, it, it mentioned in the paper, you know, that, that you can't have short-term uh, weight loss mm. um, outcomes from a low carb diet. Yeah. Um, so if that's your goal, could work. But you know, obviously, if you if you maintain it at the expense of having kind of healthier, you know, more nutritious food, then then there are implications. Um. So I guess the the key for me is just to to eat a wide variety of food. Mm-hmm. Fruit and vegetables are, are good. That's and it. um, yeah, less less sugars. That's it. Awesome. And bananas have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's <laughs> How about you, man? Yeah, I, I, same thing. I think I think that's the key yeah. is, is making sure that you're you're conscious of what you're eating and, and being aware of this. And hopefully this is useful for people who are, you know, considering life choices. Always consult a dietitian, I think, is, is the key advice. Because as I say, at a population level, um, this data is interesting, but there may be unique um, sort of suggestions for your own circumstance. And as Stephen said, if short-term weight loss is the key, maybe that would be uh, one possibility for you. But there's, yeah, lots of different mm. ways. But Stephen, in saying that, I think, um, you know, I've, I've had listeners uh, constantly emailing me saying, you know, we need more Stephen Bannis outros. We need more music from Stephen. Mm. We can't let this let up. So Stephen, with that in mind, I'd like to remind oh. you that if, if you could just pull out the vast array of musical instruments from your behind, <laughs> behind you that I see and... Uh, Put put together a song. Play us out, Steve. I have this little like stress attack. Like, how how am I supposed to improvise something yeah. on the spot each time? At some point, we have to get you singing. audio that was like cutting out i don't know if it was like so loud oh. that it it uh it cut out but i mean maybe we'll listen back to this podcast and we'll and we'll we'll hear it perfectly so we never know there we go <laughs> wonderful <laughs> see you guys later and uh, we'll see you next week if you uh have any questions about this paper as always uh email us on midnight conversations podcast at gmail.com Hit us up on our social media pages. Stephen, are we still active on social media? What's happened since last I'm week? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Um, we've had a bit of a lapse okay. uh, after, you know, learning about the dangers of social <laughs> media. <laughs> I'm scared to get back on it. That's but it. yeah, look, the the uh, Instagram page is still going. Uh, TikTok is going to happen. I'll upload something <laughs> soon. <laughs> and, um, Story yeah, of my life. Was... Story of my life working with Stephen is either it's going to happen <laughs> or, or yeah, all over it. Uh, oh, have things happened? Oh, no, no, no. It will happen. Things will happen. It's the positivity I love about you, Stephen. Uh, but it's saying that. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. See ya.